You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. Welcome back to the Quad Life Crisis. My name is Daryl. I'm Soraya. And on today's episode, uh, we have a special guest. And he's actually <laughs> the producer of Shockcast itself. Harry, say hi. What's up? Hi, right. Harry. So now, you know, the producer speaks. <laughs> he's like emerged from behind the scenes to be like, hey, what about me? <laughs> I'm a great guest, guys. I've got so much to share. But he really does though. So what are we talking about today, Daryl? So on today's episode, we'll be talking about Harry's journey from school up until now. And apparently, he's never stopped working. Which is very unusual because uh, most of us, we know, to for us to start working, we usually think you need proper qualifications. And anything before that is just a yeah. part-time job. Like, like working at cinema, scoop, scooping uh, popcorn, working at Starbucks. You know those... Promoter, uh, promoter. <laughs> promoter, yeah. Immediately yeah. After, after school, you want to do something but you don't want to study so soon. So you do all this odd uh, or Maybe you go jobs. for like uh, as a waiter or waitress. Yeah. 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 Restaurants yeah. and I cafes. I worked in a bookshop, yeah. you know. Yeah, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, all those short-term jobs. Yeah. But on Harry's end, it's a bit different. So he started off doing things full-time as a freelancer. At the age of 18. At the age of 18. And he hasn't stopped since. He's just been consistently nope. working. <laughs> look at you, Harry, making the rest of us look bad. <laughs> so, so what did you do, Harry? Yeah, after what's school? your story? Right off the bat, after school, what did you do? Like, your SPM is over. You're like, I'm free. Not. I'm going to start working right now. Like, how did that come about? It started off when I've met this friend of mine who is quite well connected and he has a friend of his who's involved in the advertising industry. So what happened was we used to share like a lot of stuff regarding about DSLRs and cameras and stuff for photography. Mm. So his friend runs the place, which is my ex-boss. It's a commercial photography studio. So he introduced me. He said like, if you're not going to study, why not you take a chance at like applying at this place to get some work experience and see if it works out for you. Right. Then I say like, okay, why not? Then set up, had a meeting with him. He said like, can you start on next Monday onwards for wow. the job? So I was offered assistant photographer to start off with at that place. So I started off. So what I did, was mainly learning how to handle the equipment and stuff, learning how to shoot and how to do like most lighting for commercial photography and mm. a lot of stuff which like goes behind the scenes of what makes a good image. But when it came to photography, is it something which you had a passion all the way through when you were a kid or it's just something that, oh, okay, this is a very good opportunity for me to learn. Okay, might as well just do it for now. Actually, I had a DSLR camera that my dad bought. Then I was playing with it and I'm quite a hands-on person and I like to try out stuff on my own. After that, I, I know how to work the camera. I took some pictures. They are not great. <laughs> so it was also somewhere for me to like venture in and see like okay maybe I'll learn a thing and or two then I'll sharpen up my photography skills and stuff like that lah. So Harry you're here today because you know the whole premise of this episode is work first study later because you ended up getting 3 years of work experience before you ever set foot in a university or a college. So can you give us a brief overview of the timeline? Of your, you know, your work and then your university experience. Like how, how did that? Started off work, advertising studio, doing commercial photography, three and a half years. And then I left, went into college, audio production, doing my diploma. At the same time, 
getting freelance job as a producer as well. But that was doing television commercials. And during that time, it was juggling between work and study. And two and a half years after my course later, which is last year, May, I graduated. And now I'm here in Nestro. Yeah. You had gained six years of work experience before you ever graduated, man, and it puts me to shame. There I was thinking, oh wow, I have a I have a job while I'm at university. Actually, I was just a coat check girl, you know, people because you know it was in the US and everyone it's cold, right? So people would check in their coats and I would give them a number. Here you go, and then they yeah, then they would come and claim it. Ramila, I'll do my homework. That it was a very easy job. Mm-mm-mm. It was so easy. I could do my homework the whole time, except when I was taking people's coats or returning them. It actually got me thinking back when uh, after after SPM before I started studying, I worked with my dad because my dad used to he's a technician, so he used to go house to house fixing Astro. <laughs> wow, you've come full circle, haven't yeah, you? Full circle, full circle. I'm and still then, here. <laughs> <laughs> Even after quitting Astro, you're still in the building. Yeah, so so he used you to never go house left. to house. He fixes Astro, so I used to climb ladders with him, go up and see how he wires the satellites and stuff like that. So I used he used to be on the roof and I used to be in the living room setting up. Uh, not on the roof, ah. Uh. <laughs> Because he wouldn't allow me. <laughs> Did you want to be on the roof though? <laughs> For a bit, yeah. But at the same time, I was still afraid of heights. <laughs> but, so, and, but the thing is, at that time, I hated it because I didn't like going to, to people's house and having to strike up a conversation. Because my dad's up there and I'm alone down there with the family. <laughs> and like, what am I going to say? And most of them are Malay spoken. And I'm not used to speaking in Malay. But you seem fine. Because I because it's throughout the years of work and stuff. But then like at that time, in school, I only had my, my small circle of friends. Everyone spoke English. Mm-hmm. Even the Malay-speaking people spoke English to us. So it was very unusual for me. And how I also came full circle into a producer role which involves speaking with a lot of people as well. <laughs> yeah, full circle. Yeah. You really never know how the experiences you have at work end up informing and shaping your future. Exactly. Yep. Mm. You know, off school, you've got your education fairs, you've got everyone in school. Even actually before you finish your SPM, people already start enrolling yeah, and correct. going for all this kind of stuff. Were you at, at all not interested in all this kind of stuff? I or, never went to the educational fair. So or, there was no intention to study at all. I did have, I already made up my mind like which college I want to go to right. because there's only like two or three choices of audio production Courses in Malaysia. Right, okay. So, SAA was my main choice lah. And then it was Lim Kok Wing. But it was music which I didn't want. Okay. I like technical stuff. Audio production and audio engineering. So, I made up my mind with what I want already. And during the my work time, we did went to the college itself to inquire on all the, the courses. courses on all the programs and the syllabus on it. So, my dad really paid for all the registration, but I called up the college to get a deferral form. Oh. Right. Yeah, because you want you yeah, to continue I'm, working. Yeah, where I continue on with work rather than Mm-mm-mm. starting off college straight. And right off school, w- did your parents know about your intentions of automatically working immediately after, after SPM? Or did they put any pressure on you towards like, oh, you should go and study right now because you know my my neighbor's son is also gonna gonna no. do this course and no course my and... my my parents are pretty supportive for me and my brother the both of us so mm. because before I finished my SPM I really had this conversation with my dad where I told him that after my SPM I want to take a short break and then I want to go and look for a job and I want to work for at least a year and a half or two years 
before I head into college because I told him the reason why is that one is to make some money, pocket money. Right. Because I know that I don't want to burden my dad that much because he's already paying for my education and stuff and plus allowance. So I want to have a little bit more extra income on what I can purchase on my own. The second thing that is that contributed the most is the real life working experience out there which you cannot learn from any other place mm. than to do it. And from my opinion, that is what's lacking in today's society where people of my age, I'm 25 this year, or younger, of those kids who are younger than me, that went into college and then into work, they are actually, they are not that good at organizing their time, right? handling their job, dealing with pressure, mm-hmm. talking with people. When I went into college, I already have my mindset right. Where you are tasked to do something, you need to plan for a plan B or plan C or plan D if something goes wrong. Because what I did in production and stuff like that, there is always something that could go wrong. <laughs> no matter what it is, the simplest shoot can have the biggest problem. Yeah. So you really know how to plan ahead of time and you know what you got to prepare if something happens. And the most important thing is that you know how to keep calm in a panic situation. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think... A lot of people say this and resilience seems right. to be a thing that um, a lot of students who are in college now or in university now perhaps seem to lack. Yep. Where it's like, um, my dad did a stint, um, I think it was like a semester of teaching at a university here. I won't mention which one. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he actually did a semester and he was like, wow, all my students are... And he was actually shocked. He was like, why are all my students so... All dungus. <laughs> <laughs> Your words, not his. <laughs> no, no, he was just like they were that proverbial snowflake, and everything was very like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I need a, right. I need a, I need a day off. And they would always ask for more. Yeah. They, every single one was always asking for more time to do assignments, and they would be like, I, I need a, I need a break today. I just, I just can't do it today. I need to do it. Can I do it next week? Because I can't handle it right now. He was just baffled, and that was baffling to me as well because I didn't graduate. We didn't go to college that long ago. Right. And that was just never an option for me. It was like, nope, if the deadline is this, I'm going to do it unless I'm on my deathbed or whatever, you know. This is the kind of people, <laughs> right, that ruin the perspective and reputation of millennials, which I, I freaking hate. You know, I mean, to be honest, I do last minute work, but my last minute work is tip top. You get it done. Like, I remember, like, I got dumped, right? <laughs> I got dumped the day before a paper was due and I hadn't started the whole night I wrote that paper okay I and wrote an 8 page paper overnight and some people <laughs> would use that as an as a legitimate excuse to postpone work oh that's definitely the kind of thing that my dad would get so he would get that kind of thing uh, uh, break up whatever and yeah. oh, I can't I just can't deal with it right now can I have an extension mm. and he was like that just wasn't an option for us <laughs> yeah, exactly. But and and then like listening to Harry's story actually got me thinking. You know how probably I would have benefited a little bit when it came to my career if I actually gone to, because in my case when I was in form five, I decided I wanted to do engineering because I wanted yeah. to work on cars. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not anywhere close to the to anything related to engineering right now. And I'm actually enjoying what I do right now. Because every time when people ask me, why didn't you end up doing what you studied for? And I'm my simple answer is because I didn't want to go to lengths to explain my whole life story. But <laughs> the simple answer would be when I was 
from five, I was very naive. I took whatever is safe, and because I like cars, so I generally thought engineering would would be the best way to go. But I didn't think further ahead. Would I enjoy it? Yeah, automotive was actually one of my options. Yeah, for that, but I thought to myself like. Ah, uh, maybe not. I don't want to crawl under the car that often. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm not, not that passionate about yeah. automotive under yet. Car. <laughs> I, mean, I like to know about the technicalities of a car, but but that's about it. Yeah, that's that's where it ends. Yeah. <laughs> so the same thing for me. I went in. Uh, I chose my direction for the next five years of my life only on that one particular fact that I like cars, which had. <laughs> nothing to do with engineering yeah. and whatnot. It wasn't based on your own hands-on experience with exactly. engineering or even tinkering with a car, right? Nothing. Maybe filling petrol and changing the water. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you did more than that because that's what I mean. I did. Like, <laughs> may, maybe in cases like this, Harry is a bit more mature to think as a Form Five student compared to me, lah. Because like, you not know, naive and all. <laughs> but, but but then again, uh, going back to the to uh, how it was when when I was Form Five, if I actually had a sort of hands-on experience. To maybe maybe I don't have to go three years like he did lah. Maybe just a year or two mm-hmm. just to understand what the media industry is about, uh, what communications is about, what shooting is about. Because that's whatever he learned when he was eighteen, nineteen. That's exactly what I'm learning now. Mm-hmm. So it's basically I I did a fast track <laughs> of everything <laughs> what he did. But then again, if I had years and years of experience prior to this, I would have probably been better at at, at what I do. You would have maybe built up more experience, a portfolio. Exactly. Connections right. Contacts There's so much There's a big advantage That you get yeah. when you start early Yeah and So it gave you an edge And that process During when you're working And what you have decided To further your studies on It actually gives you A better perspective On like What are the options You have exactly. If you go for this course or so on yeah. And I think uh, What he did Sort of solves the whole problem Of you know When you get off college When you just graduated And all of us yeah. have This one particular Exact same problem You have All your amazing uh, Results You've got your Dean's list You've got your Four points yep. And then But with zero Work experience And mm-hmm. then You go to Every other company And say Ah oh, I want this I want your qualification But you don't have That experience So what do you do Honestly how I got Into here Is basically My work experience <laughs> And my education Was by the way <laughs> <laughs> See Harry's living proof That your academic Qualifications Can be considered Secondary And it's really About your real life Work experiences That's what people Look at when they hire So even after You started studying At you know, Studying for your diploma You mm-hmm. still continued working So how exactly Did you make the decision To juggle Why did you decide To juggle And how did you do it Okay so We have our Semester timetable During that period of time So whenever I receive my timetable I'll go through On dates That I'm more free And I know that Assignments won't happen During that time Or midterms Won't happen that time And then from there, I'll actually text my boss. I say like, okay, this is the slots that I'm more free. So if you need anyone for a job during this time, just hit me up. I'll come over. And even on days that I have class, I'll schedule meetings with him after my class. Mm-hmm. I'll meet up with him to do our pre-production, go through mm-hmm. all the details, talk about talents and stuff and who we need and what kind of stuff we are shooting and that. Mm-hmm. So that's how I juggle between like the schedule of my classes and with work. But sometimes there are times where I got to push. I did push a few jobs before because it was during finals and stuff like that. So I got to prioritize on my studies during that 
and I can't think of money that much anymore. Because if I fail this, I have to pay more money to reseed mm. and not being able to graduate. It's just going to push me back even further. So it's a matter of what to prioritize right. when you need to. So, so looking back at, at all your experience, it sounded like you're very, very busy. But for, for me, <laughs> for me at that moment after school and college, when, when I was at school, I was looking forward to college not for education, mostly it's for my social life, what mm. my college life is going to be like. Yeah. <laughs> so so that, that whole period between 18 to maybe un, until the time I graduated, having a social life was part of why I wanted to study in the first place. So it's very important for me. And as as for you at that time, because you were so busy with your work and studies at the same time, how did it feel like when you had, you know, when, when your friends are studying and then you're working? And then by the time your friends already finished, you, you, you started studying. And then at the same time, you're so occupied with so many different things at the same time. How was social life like for you? Honestly, I didn't have that much social life with Friends like in the same age group as me. Okay. I have more social life with the friends that I work with. Mm. Mm. The working people. So I mix around with people like double my age or like 10 years elder than me because they've been in the industry for a very, very long time. But then that really teaches you people skills because yeah. you really have to adapt yeah, exactly. to be able to mingle with all kinds of people. Yeah, so you, you got to learn how to like keep a straight face when you're dealing with difficult people. But didn't you have like your, your peers going, hey, bro, why are you always so busy? <laughs> Go lah. They're kind of like, why are you doing this to yourself? And I said like, oh, because I like to make my own money and like to spend my own money. And then you just shut them off, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't like to go to my dad like, dad, can I have 500 bucks for the next month? Because I have something that I want to buy. But you know, then to flip the situation around, you worked first for three years, then you went to uni. Right. So what was it like yeah. being in uni, having all this experience, and then you're around peers who may not have ever worked a day in their lives? What was that like? Were you kind of like, oh, these children? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't lie if I say I don't have that kind of mentality. I did, I did. Okay. Because, I mean, there are people like that where we like juniors or what who come, come in and have like superstar dreams. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it happens, it happens. So there was still that kind of like typical college times you go through. It's, it's, it did happen for me as well. But other than that, then it's mostly working and juggling between assignments. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, me and my friends, we have this, which is a really bad practice for whoever is still studying to do. La. We always stretch our assignment time all the way to three days before due date, where we had a month. <laughs> I think that's what everyone does. Yeah, what everyone does. <laughs> right? yeah but me, unless you're a real nerd, lah, then you oh, oh one month left. Okay, I'll start today. No, I like, think so we, we, either of us. <laughs> yeah, like that. We start off <laughs> looking at the laptop with a blank document. And what happens with that document is just the title of your assignment and that's it for the next month. Your that's student number, I know your time. student number so that one. Student you number. No, just the title. Student just number the you compile later when and you need to print. You <laughs> Yeah, Sometimes so, you don't know what to write, you change your font size, uh, yeah. this one looks nicer, <laughs> your spacing. Yeah, so what we did was, we started the night before submission for our FIP. FY so, oh, final year project. Yeah. The night before. <laughs> oh the wait, night the before final submission. year project. Yeah, at the same time, there was a pre presentation that morning. <laughs> <laughs> but we pulled through. That's what matters. Yes guys, this episode is sponsored by Red Bull. As long, <laughs> and, as, long and as you graduate. To be very honest, there was no plagiarizing. 
we did not copy people's assignment. We did it all of our own efforts. <laughs> if we did copy, it would took us half an hour only, that's all. Well, there's always a way to work around plagiarism. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figured that out, but I won't tell you how. I mean, <laughs> let's not reveal that. Huh? You find it out yourself, huh? <laughs> Things don't come free. <laughs> yeah, the focus of this episode is hearing about, you know, uh, why working is good for you, not how to plagiarize not to and get away with it. <laughs> yeah, so for those of you guys who don't know how to plagiarize, do, like... <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna give you. We're not gonna give you the answer to that. All right. If you could, if you had to sum it, uh, if you had to summarize some of the biggest advantages that you got from getting some work experience before you started studying, what would what would they be? Being dedicated to whatever you are doing doesn't matter what kind of job, whether you like it or you don't like it. You gotta have that drive in you where you need to do good in your work. Doesn't matter what the task is. If you're tasked to do something, you're getting paid to do that. You got to do your best lah, to get something done. If there's a problem which things cannot be done, then you got to voice out and yeah. state the problem and not keep quiet and keep whining about what the problem is. One too many reasons becomes excuses. So for you, since the start of your 20s up until what? You're 25, right? Yeah. Literally the quarter life, right? Yeah, quarter life. So up until now, <laughs> you've done so much. What is left for you to do? What, what else do you plan to do in the, in the remaining of your quarter life? Because you've done so much, you've worked ahead, you've developed yourself into a person which, you know, someone who would have taken years to develop. What's next for you? Degree or, I don't know, more freelance? Uh, degree? I don't know, man. Like, Does I'm not really that kind of person who really likes to like go into studying and mm-hmm. stuff because I'm always a hands-on person. Right. But, a degree did came through the, my mind, but it's a, it's still like a consideration whether I want to further it or not. Okay, but but it, has there come to a point where people told you, okay, you've got a diploma, but now that's not enough. I need a degree. I haven't gone in that situation okay. yet. So it's not a need yet lah. Not yet. Okay. So it's, you will be focusing on what? furthering your career from furthering for career. the foreseeable future. Yeah, like exploring what you can do with whatever like current career path and whatever you have learned from your previous other jobs. Right. That's it, I guess. Thank you so much, Harry, for yeah, telling us no your story. Worries. I think you're probably helping to recalibrate maybe the... Or just... I think you're just offering people maybe a different perspective on what life after high school graduation can look like. Yeah. And just because you did things sort of in reverse, yeah, it I, doesn't I, mean... I actually really encourage whoever finishing their end of their high school and parents to let your kids go and work. Get the real life experience. You can't baby them forever. And how nice if they could be earning their own money while they're discovering themselves and that you don't yeah. have to give them yeah. an allowance. Yeah. Don't ask for money from your Just parents. give me an idea for another episode oh. of the Quarter Life Crisis about you know how, <laughs> how our education system has not equipped us with enough knowledge to what we want to do. Ah, <laughs> I guess we'll just oh, have to look out for that yeah. one. <laughs> right, I guess uh, that sums up uh, this episode of the Quarter Life Crisis with Harry. So if you enjoyed our intros and outro music, uh, you can always check out the the genius who actually made that. His uh, you can find him on Instagram at Nidusmas Music. If you're wondering what Nidusmas Music is about, it's basically some student backwards music. You can find him at N I D U S M E S M U S I C on Instagram. That's it for the Hot Life Crisis. I'm Soraya. I'm Daryl. I'm Harry. See you guys in the next one.